Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. They tried to colonize us Tried to genocide us Yet we're still here With the tongue unbroken Yekeya Yakeye teach the cut you on Shukwaya Yakku atratu Yukatangi Yakhtuasakuya Aki Yigo ayak kwan Yishishko hascha Yikait haswusi achidat Yigo ayak kwan Kodneyak tu aditsu Yigo ayak kwan Buhanaya hashitko has has to itchyan to at yigo ayakwan shtikat yuhan. We're so glad that you joined us today, folks. I wanted to start with some words from one of my teachers. Uh, and so just thinking back to times I have worked with elders and had wonderful times to spend with them. Uh, this one, her name is Shkate Jesse Johnny. She was Chukansha. Uh, I was her true boyfriend for a while. I was very fortunate to ha- obtain that status. And she was an elder. She was my teacher. She used to call me. She knew what times I would teach my classes and she'd call me before I was teaching. And one time I went to her and I said, what do learners need to hear to stay inspired, to stay motivated, to believe in themselves? And she made this incredible speech and it ended with this chant. And, and the chant said, have strength and courage, all of you. Your ancestors are really listening to you now. Have strength and courage, all of you. Let's start walking. Have strength and courage, all of you. It's us. We're the ones who are following our ancestors. Have strength and courage, all of you. Every single one of you. So with that in mind, we're so lucky today to have a group here uh, the Junos Malgif Learners Group, who are here with us today to share their stories, to share their ideas. And we're going to talk about what's going on with their language. They're our southern neighbors. We love them. We're here to show them some love and to give them some time to talk about what they're doing. 
talk about how they came into uh, a grassroots group that's making a difference, which is what we love to see and what we love to hear about. Uh, so I admire all the members of this group and what they've been able to do. And I'll turn it over to them to uh, say, tell the people who you are, and we'll go from there. My Simpsian name is Shagob. Alfie Price, Dewam Kamsuam. That's Alfie Price in English. Kispitwana dipped egu. I'm part of the killer whale clan. Simpsianu, dish hide you, dish get a guinea at I am Simpsian and Haida and Tlingit. Machiubum get aug. Uh, will Togu. So um, I was telling you that I live here on uh, Akkwan Ani. The way we say it in Samaic is Lachubum uh, Git Aug. Lachub is the territory. Uh, Git is people of, and Aug is how we say Ak. It's a uh, uh, Samaic way to pronounce Ak. So, lachyubum get out, wotogu. Ayatkanu, lachyubum get out, I'm fortunate to live here on Akkwan land. Gitlan will natashu. I can trace my lineage for the ancient village of Gitlan. Lachin will watku. I was born in Punchuper, BC. Chaklan will menyapasinu. I came up in Metlakatla, Alaska. Chakwan was originally a, the Clinket name for Metlakatla, Alaska. Of course, it was probably pronounced Taquan, but we've Somaliized it to Taquan. So that's that's what I refer to as where I came up. I feel very fortunate to speak with you all today. Iowa, Am, Barbara. Oh, and Toyaxen and Gunal Sheesh working on that one. Emma Sat at Tratnis Nusum, Barbara Belkdiwayu, Simshianu at a Ganhada Diptegu, Seattle Diwodzogu. Hi, everyone. My name is Barbara Belk. I'm Simshian, and Raven is my crust. I live in Seattle on Coast Salish lands. I'm working on being able to say that in Somalia. Um, but I was born and raised in the general Seattle area and have roots in Metlakatla, Alaska, or Tukwan. Um, A lot of my family still lives up there, and I lived up there for a short time myself when I was very young. Um, but for the most part, my family lives in the, the general Seattle-Tacoma area. Sheesh, and thank you folks for sharing. And yeah, we are, uh, I'm on Akwan Ani. Uh, my father's people are Yupik and Sami, and then uh, a little bit of British. So I'm going to go over there and claim uh, just a tiny reef, just an each over there. Just take a little reef at some point and say this is, this is for the people. Uh, but I won't, I won't name it after myself. It's like, like the colonizers does. come over here and be like Bob's Rock and Jim's Mountain and whatever and so uh so we are Shingit. we've talked about the Shingit language on this podcast before and as our 
our beautiful and talented and wonderful Southern neighbors, maybe tell the folks about who uh, Simshan peoples are, I would say Sutsukun in our language. Uh, and we've, we've been neighbors for a long time, lots of trading, lots of interactions, lots of intermarriage, whole lot of love. Uh, some people like to hype up some of the little skirmishes that have happened now and then, but it's 99% love and trade and interaction. Uh, and so I'm excited to hear uh, about what you folks are doing, but for those who might not know, tell them who your people are and about your language. Oh, Iowa. So Tsimshian, the, the name of our people, uh, literally means in the Skeena River. Xian is the name of the Skeena River, and it's the Tsimshian means from, from that. And we can trace our lineage, um, we like to say, since time immemorial to the, um, the homeland of Tamilhem at the, the, the head of the Skeena River and where the rivers divide. And um, I earlier in my introduction, I mentioned that I can trace my lineage to Gitlan. That was one of the uh, Galtzap, the, the villages on the Skeena River where my people, my matrilineal line came from. And there were, I believe it was nine of these villages that people today can still trace their lineage, even though these villages don't exist anymore we can still trace our lineages to there. So our people came down the Skeena River and occupy that area and the coast um, in BC mainly. And also we have a Simshian village here in Alaska on Annette Island is the English word for the place. And it's called Metlakatla, Alaska. And it's the only federal reserve in the state. It's only a reservation in the state of Alaska. And so a lot of our our group that we're going to be talking about today have roots from Taquan, from Metlakatla, Alaska. Some of us have roots in BC, uh, but a lot of us are kind of far and wide now, and we'll talk about that later. So that's basically um, our geography and our, our lineage. We have neighbors uh, who are relatives in other dialects of our language, uh, Nishka, Gitzchan. So they have very similar languages to us. We can talk to them and largely understand each other, uh, but it is a different dialect. Uh, when I was a child, I went with my Uush, my great-grandmother, and my No, my mom, to BC to trade seaweed for Oligan grease. We brought five-gallon tins of seaweed to trade for Oligan grease, and my Uus met people all up and down the Skeena and the Nash River who spoke these different dialects, and they would sit together and talk like old friends and not have any disputes about, oh, that's not how you say this, or any nonsense like that. It was, um, they were old friends, and they were communicating, and I'm fortunate, I helped Canoe, that I was able to witness that in this day and age to have that kind of memory. So that's a little bit about who we are as Simshian. And as you mentioned, you know, we've got a lot of um, intermarriages with uh, Plinkett and Haida. I, I, in my introduction, I told you my mother is uh, Simshian and Plinkett. My father is Simshian and Haida. So 
I, I carry all those with pride. Well, it's a little bit about who we are. In our language, we call it sim aliyah, which translates to the true language. Aliyah is language, and sim is um, true, or um, uh, it's kind of a, an elevate the status of whatever it is you're talking about. So we consider our language very much a part of us and who we are as, as people. Uh, there's a couple of words I want to teach you right off the bat, um, you're going to hear me say all a lot, and that means yes, all. When I was a little kid, I heard my O say this a lot, and this is before I knew what Somalic was, and I thought she was just always continuously um, surprised <laughs> or, you know, learning new information because my grandmother would speak to her and O's would answer all. <laughs> but that's how we say yes. And you might hear me say am, and that means good, am. So all is for yes, am is for good. And there's a couple of phrases I want to tell you right off the bat too. Kamgosh wan, khune. Kamgosh wan, git aug. This is a way to say thanks, but it's a lot deeper than a thanks. This is like a, you know, blessings to you for for what you've done. So uh, we feel like we, we have strong ties to get out. When we first started figuring out our work here, we met with a spokesperson of the get out and asked permission to do our work here on, on their land. And if it felt like a really important step that we should take so that we're not trying to, you know, muscle in and say, this is, Simshian territory, because we're going to come in here and do what we want. Um, so, come uh, goshwan for all the things that you do. And another important phrase, noom nawalt. Noom nawalt lipdulam. Noom nawalt means it belongs to all of us. Noom nawalt lipdulam, our tongue belongs to all of us. And another important phrase, Shagait kulam god. Shagait kulam god. That's all of one heart. And so these two phrases play a big part in our language work and who we are. Um, so we are members of the Juno Samayak Learners Group. We are second language learners of Samayak, the true language. We started about seven years ago. And I'm frequently going to say we when I talk about us because it is our combined effort that made us what we are. Um, at that time, seven years ago, Minson Doga de Ged, uh, Nancy Barnes, and Alex Rail and her daughter Zoe, who was a toddler at the time, my son Ksabu Ux and I were at the very first meeting of our language learners group in a church basement on a snowy November morning. I didn't think anyone was going to come. There was a snowstorm the night before, but uh, the five of us got together and we practiced uh, colors and counting to what little we knew, and that was the, the humble beginnings. Our, uh, our group grew in numbers and in our language since then. We each had a few building blocks of some life, which we learned from various teachers and our relatives 
from our upbringing. So we believed in ourselves and us to start learning more together. We have no first language speakers here in Lucky Wimgidaug to teach us. We started out with a booklet and some sound files on CDs. And we reached out to several people that we knew of who lived elsewhere who are, you know, strong in the language or teaching and asked for help. We told them, this is what we're trying to do. We want to learn. Can you help us? And uh, only one person responded. It was my cousin, Dachgerum Amim Timlamit from uh, Taquan, my cousin, uh, David Nelson III. And we had him on speed dial. We'd call him on my cell phone. This was before, you know, video conferencing was common. So we had, we had Tim Lamid on speed dial. And so that was our, our humble beginnings. Uh, at that time, some folks didn't think we should bother to try because we didn't have a teacher here. I, I never heard it personally, somebody telling me, but I, I heard from other sources that people were saying that we shouldn't do it. Uh, to this day, some folks still look down on us and try to gaslight us into thinking it's impossible for us and out of our reach for that same reason. But we keep going anyways. Noom Noelt. It belongs to us all. Seven years ago, we started our in-person meetings to practice what we knew and learn more together. And we meet every Saturday to this day. We didn't have any grant money. None of us got paid for the time and effort we put in to keep moving forward with our learning. It was all volunteer, and it was all because of our love of Semaic and the, the healing and the, um, the important connections that we have that we learned from Semaic. We started an Instagram to share what we learned in short video clips, and we gained quite a following of people from far and wide and then when the pandemic came on, we stopped meeting in person and switched from a couple of remote learners on Google Hangouts to Zoom with uh, more of us online at the same time. And we reached out to our social media following and invited people who want to learn our language. And we grew rapidly. We realized immediately that most of our new learners had no previous exposure to our language. And we remembered how intimidating that is to be in that situation where you don't know anything and you're among speakers and it's uh, it's a scary feeling. And so we made it our business to be welcoming and gentle and loving to these people who basically are in the exact same position we were. They don't live on Simxian Lakub uh, territory, but they are hungry to, to connect with their cultural identity and their languages. So we added an extra hour to our Saturday sessions. We were meeting two hours a week and we just added another hour and said, okay, let's, let's start a beginner's class to help these folks catch up with us. So we saw an opportunity to provide our new speakers with the resources and guidance that we wish we had when we first started. It was tough when we first started to, to find any resources or help. And we worked hard to, to accumulate these things and, and build a pathway from, you know, a little bit of vocabulary to actually being able to speak to each other. So now some of those newer learners are caught up to us and even able to contribute to our learning. 
we went from beginners scrabbling for crumbs to now we're helping to create speakers. Barbara? Yeah, so I have the great privilege of being one of the the early joiners in that new beginner section that Shagop mentioned. Um, they were very good about using social media to recruit people. I think that's... Um, Social media is kind of tricky for me, and um, even at that time, I was following a few Somalia pages, um, but we were in the middle of, you know, the beginning of the pandemic. That was June of 2020, and um, I think it's safe to say for, for just about everybody, things were pretty rough at that exact point in time <laughs> um, in a variety of ways and different for everybody. Um, but for me at that time, I was um, adjusting to working remotely. Um, I had a job working, you know, in the office of a mail shop. Um, and I was also just beginning to sort of step into um, joining protests for some of the, you know, really national news followed extradited extrajudicial killings of several people, one in my own hometown in Tacoma at the time. Um, and I was also in the middle of a pretty significant mental health crisis that started before I even really thought of the word pandemic in <laughs> what I now think of every single day. Um, so things were really rough. It was, um, everything was kind of, um, I, I call it swirly. I, I didn't have any direction. I didn't know, you know, really what I was doing with myself, even though it seemed like I was mostly stable, um, especially given that I was employed in the pandemic. That was, that was a privilege too. Um, and one day I just got a message and it was an invitation to join the new beginner section of the, the Juno Somalia learners. My, my deuce, my cat might jump on me. So if you hear me jump, um, he, he likes it when I speak Somalia and he makes his presence known. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, I believe it was Nancy uh, Manson Doga to get and Shagop that reached out to me. Um, and I knew I wanted to participate. And I also knew that I was incredibly overwhelmed by the thought of putting myself on camera for one um, around strangers at the time. I didn't know anybody in the group um, to speak a language I didn't know. And at the time, didn't even understand, you know, the kind of the shame that is built in with not knowing your own language and and wanting to know it. Um, but I went, um, and it was it was a life changing moment. I mean, I can remember that day pretty clearly. Um, we went over, you know, just alphabet sounds. There, there's so many more letters in Somalia than in English, and we had to learn. Um, from the very beginning, there was a handful of us, true, true beginners who had no language, no Somaliak in our, our families. Um, none was ever spoken. There was none to hear for me, even where I was growing up. Growing up in the Seattle area, I didn't have access to anybody who knew any of the words, let alone a fluent speaker. Um, and so we started at the beginning and I just never stopped going. Um, and when you're in it, it's really hard to notice that you're learning as much as you are. Um, but I feel like I've started learning pretty fast. And what I didn't expect was 
I was learning so much more than just a language to communicate with people. Um, I knew I was Simshian my whole life. I knew that I was Alaskan Native, and I knew that that tended to look different than, you know, what was typically taught in school for me, at least. Um, but I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant for my identity. I didn't know what that history really was. Um, I didn't know my own family's history with the residential and boarding school systems. And I really started to learn that when you start to learn your language, you're learning more than just words. Um, it's so much deeper than that. One of the first things that was explained to me was that you're also learning your, your ancestors' point of view and the way that they saw and interacted with the world. And I didn't expect that. And I didn't expect the emotional upheaval that, that quickly followed those first few sessions um, where I was reckoning with how the language was actually taken from me and taken from my family and how that happened and what that, you know, might have looked like and why my family, you know, never talked about it and was never able to pass that on. Um, but to fast forward a little bit, I just stuck with it. Um, it was a space that was created in a way that was made so safe that there was no pressure to show up in any particular way. So if, you know, there were days when I needed to show up and just listen, that was enough for everybody there. And I was able to learn that way. I was able to hear people speaking our language and hear people talking about our language and hear people talk about their process with language learning. And those conversations, even though they were largely in Umsiwamek, which is English, um, they they helped ground everybody, I think, in, in a community together. And something something magic happened in that group where it's 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 not just a few people anymore, really. It's it's you know it can be twenty people on a Zoom on any given day, and that could be you know five or six days a week with the same faces consistently showing up and learning and sharing language together. And we're building community out of that. And that's spreading way further than just Zoom. Um, you know, the more I started learning, the more I was able to share with my brother. And, you know, without even him realizing what he was saying, he was practicing some words at work. And somebody asked what he was saying. And he he just said, you know, I'm speaking the real language. But he didn't know that Somaliach meant the real language. That's just what he knew that's just how he felt about the words he was practicing and that kind of magic has just never stopped there's no fizzle with our group at all and i've seen our members grow in ways that i also didn't expect i've seen several people um you know turn this into more than just a learning group that they're participating in but more of a central point in their life and for me, I can also attest to the fact that it completely flipped my life upside down. Um, you know, about seven years before I joined the group, my mom had passed away. And when she she became sick, I had withdrawn from school at the time. I was studying accounting at the University of Washington, and it it just became too much at the time. And like I mentioned, I was struggling, and her illness was a big part of that. And... Something happened when I joined the group and 
there is just the right spark um, and the right teachings, the right things were being taught in the right environment. And one of the first phrases that I memorized from very early was, um, it's Samfwan, and it means to make your name good. And having a name is a really important thing in, in many cultures and ours too. And we don't own our names. We, we hold them for a time. And you want to make sure that while you're carrying that name, you're being very responsible to the name. And whoever is going to carry that after you is going to be carrying all the work you did while you held that name. And I really internalized that message really quickly. Um, and I think it was maybe four months after I joined the group, I re-enrolled at the University of Washington. I am actually entering my senior year now um, studying social work. Um, and I don't know, I'm going to just say it, but I don't know. It's still, it just happened today that it became official. I'm also going to be working as an ICWA caseworker for Clinkett and Haida. Um, all of this was off my radar before I joined the language group. And it's only been, you know, just over two years since I've joined. And it's, it's like I started listening to my ancestors. I started listening to the actual words they said, and also the, the general message that they carried in whatever language that were passed down so that all these amazing people that I get to work with and practice with are able to have conversations with me and inspire me and inspire each other. And I'm going to make my name good. I'm going to make our group's name good. When I'm doing anything and I'm speaking about the work we do, I'm representing our group. And so I always have a responsibility to be acting in the best interest. And all of that wasn't anything that was specifically a value that I identified before I joined the group, but it always lived within me. And then it became so clear. Um, and so the best advice I give anybody these days is start learning your language. If you, if, are you Irish, start learning Gaelic. Just, just try. And you don't know how life-changing it's going to be until you actually do it. And I also feel like there's so many people that can tell you what their life story is. I can tell you, you know, I could talk for three more hours about how this group changed my life. Um, but until you actually start doing it yourself, you're not going to know what you're missing and what you're going to gain from it. And so I just think it's the best thing anybody can do is start just trying. It's hard and it can feel embarrassing, but if you just try, and especially if you try with people who are also trying as hard as you are, you're going to just open doors you never even knew existed. That's all I've got for now. And thank you for sharing such incredible, inspirational, and wonderful things with us. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to, I'll say some things and thank it from another elder and I'll explain why, uh, because th th we touched on something here, and I, and I want to share a little bit of information for the listeners. For, for a lot of Indigenous peoples, it's going to be stuff that they know, but I think it's important because these things surround what we're trying to do with our languages. So hold tight, folks. We'll be back in a, about 30 seconds. What's happening, baby? 
This colonization shit got you down You gotta get on this decolonization groove Yeah It's time for language revitalization all across North America The land of the language coming back into the hands of future generations where it all belongs Rise up and have your voices be heard Defeat all the colonial forces that try to hold you down Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hesh-i-yach-sing-it-a-ne-kha-mik-tein-ta-yik-kha-kha-nik-tein-kha-ta-i-ne-kha-ta-i-ne-kha-ta-i-ne-kha-ta-i-ne-kha-ta-i-
And that allowed us to carefully write down what he said. And I had uh, a dear friend, Chashi Will Geiger, who helped me to write down accurately what, what he was saying. And it translates to, do not speak or act with ill will to the people of the world who are like yourself. Only love and kindness. Put that in your heart. The world is spinning around. It's going to roll up to the place where your life will be going out of control. Maybe illness, too, will come your way. That is why only love and kindness. Put that in your heart. However your life gets out of control, these people you have been kind with, maybe they will help you. And there's another elder. Her name was Kaseh Selina Everson. We're giving testimony on our languages uh, at the state legislature. And she was sitting next to me and she said, uh, which translates to our language saved us, our language healed us. And it was such a beautiful thing to hear because I was always talking about, we got to save the language, save the language. But then when she turned it around, it's like, just like you were saying, the language saves us. And another thing you shared, Barbara, made me think, uh, this week I had jury duty, which was an interesting experience. It was first time for me. And uh, I can't, of course, share the details of the case. It was, kind of, it was a pretty serious thing. But the way they were weeding out the jurors was by the, the, the prosecutor, the state, stood up and said, do you like the police? Have you ever had a native, negative experience with the police? Have you ever wanted to be a cop? And uh, I sat there for hours and hours and hours thinking, is he, am I going to have to say some stuff on the record? Because my answer would be, that's not a safe question, you being white and asking me that, who's not white. And I would tell him, they never asked me the question. I was like one of the three that left and they just told us to go home. And I was like, I don't even get to like say my piece in front of the, in front of the judge and everybody. But Native Americans experience crime at rates higher than anybody in the United States. They also experience crime from police at the highest rates of anybody in the United States. So not the overall number of people who get killed by police, but the rates. And so when you look at the rates, it's usually double of what everybody else experiences. Native Americans are also the only ones who experience the majority of violent crimes from folks from outside of their own ethnicity or racial group. So the majority of the perpetrators of violent crime against Native Americans is white people. And these are things that contribute to all the work that we're doing. Alaska in the year 2010 was 20% of the state population and 40% of the prison population. So as we, the, as the, we do this work around our languages, we have to also try and do all this work while we're still being oppressed by all of these systems. And there's lots of people who are not paying attention to what we're trying to do and what we need to do. And so I'm so thankful with everything that you folks shared. I'm so thankful for the courage and the kindness and the love that you displayed, that love and hard work wins. If people are trying to hurt you, and sometimes it's your own people, because we, we are damaged people. We have been under attack for well over 100 years, systemically, violently, and most people don't even talk about it or recognize it. We had flags at half mass for 10, 12 days for the Queen of England, you know, and so... Yes, it's a big deal that the Queen of England has passed away, but this, it just shows like there's not a lot, you know, when our speakers pass away, there's not a lot of recognition that happens with that. 
So I guess turning it back to language and turning it back to things, like what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that you'd like to share with others? Oh, wow. So here's a few things that I've learned over the past seven years to engage a grassroots community. First of all, would you put your trust in a group of folks where uh, to, to learn your language, your heritage language, who um, there's uh, no, no fluent speaker, there's no trained teacher, there's no linguist, there's, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, um, riffraff, <laughs> um, just some, some folks. Um, I never thought I would be in a position to be any sort of a leader or a teacher. I never thought I would ever care about grammar or, or linguistic type things. Um, but here I am in the thick of it with a bunch of really good people. First of all, language is the boss, not institutions, not linguists. Nahoyat, Dr. Stephen Gray Morning in Arapaho, who developed this, uh, uh, accelerated second language acquisition method using images. He puts pictures on the wall and uses it very effectively to teach us, um, kind of games your brain. You don't, you don't think about what you're learning, but you're learning. And it's, it's a pretty powerful method. I was in one of his trainings and he said, let the language teach you. And I didn't, I didn't get it when he said that. It didn't make any sense to me, but. After working on this for quite a while now, I know our languages do indeed guide us as we gain an understanding. Our, our languages exist in us, and we need to learn to listen. You know, get yourself a group of dedicated people who are passionate about your language and move forward together. We don't make any big decisions without consulting the group and agreeing on a course of action together. Uh, you're going to see me or hear my voice most frequently just because I like to get on the mic and, <laughs> and make words. But when I, when I do stand up and talk for the group, I know I have the backing of the group because we have discussed these things. Um, in fact, maybe think of us like a flock of geese flying overhead where they take turns being the lead goose. Mr. Arnold Booth was my first semantic teacher when I was a, a young man in Taquan, a kid, a child. He, he was a beautiful teacher, and he taught us semantic and adauch, which is our true tellings, our oral histories. And he had, a, had this way of teaching us things without telling us he was teaching things. So there's 20 of us who are maybe first and second graders, and he was going to teach us the word for goose. Ha! And he said, okay, everybody say it. And so just imagine 20 children, you know, seven, seven and eight year olds going, ha, 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 together. And it sounds like a flock of geese flying above you. So a uh, lot of respect and, and honor for Mr. Booth. Everyone has something to bring to our table. In our case, we come from different regions. We have different accents, and teachers gave us different ways to say things, and that's brilliant. It's Somalia, the true language. Folks have brought us words and phrases that don't exist in the dictionaries that we have. 
For example, I use words for family members that I learned as a child. For example, ush for my great grandmother, or dish for for grandma. And these aren't the words that are in our dictionary that we learn as we're going through this process. But I I, I use those because that's to me that was Semitic. That's that's the way I learned it. Um, so these are the words that weren't put in the dictionaries by linguists or select few speakers. Uh, these are, this is our homegrown language. One of these home-learned phrases was brought to us by Arlene Deptuck in Nanaimo, BC. She remembers from her grandma. Lumen Banagodu. And Arlene wasn't exactly sure at first what the translation was until a speaker heard her say it and said, oh yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like you're so excited, your heart is racing. Lumen Banagodu. And that was, uh, it was important to us to, to, there was a moment where we realized this is Semaic. This is what you heard from your grandmother. These are the things I heard from my grandparents. And uh, so we're going to teach these. This is, this is Semaic. Check your ego at the door. We keep moving forward by remaining open to learning from each other and our guest teachers. Second language pursuit is hard. It's emotional. Not one of us knows everything, uh, even if maybe they want you to think they do. <laughs> As uh, second language learners, we're bound to make mistakes. That's just part of the process, right? So put away that little moment of embarrassment because we all recognize it's how we learn. Keep reaching out to teachers to ask for help. Samsodam Newsom, Dr. Michael D'Angeli came here to Juno and taught us for a year when she was at UAS. And then when she moved to BC, she brought first language speakers to our online sessions that we didn't have a way to connect with before. Uh, we're still examining and learning from those lessons that they brought to us. It's part of our study as we have all these phrases and things that these uh, teachers taught us, and we're learning from those still to this day. Ashley Dow in Ketchikan has been our teacher for a few years and brings along much meaning behind why we say and do the things that way, the way that we do, as taught by her elders. Shugaina Donna Mae Roberts is teaching now at UAS and is a wonderful teacher who makes learning fun and is so patient and loving. And she's our, our last Alaskan fluent speaker who's actively teaching. Uh, she lives in Washington now, but she, she grew up in Taquan and has been teaching her whole life. And we're really fortunate to have her, her guidance. And many of our group are taking her classes now. Um, here's, a, here's an important one. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. That feeling that we'll never have what it takes can be debilitating and makes people want to quit. Of course, we want to be able to say in our language, say things in our language correctly, but we recognize it takes time and patience to get there. Keep using our language and it will lead us. It will lead you. Another important one, we practice Shlomsk. Shlomsk, respect, or unconditional positive regard is a in psychology, it's called. It's about respecting the student as a human being with his or her own free will and operating under the assumption that he or she is doing the best they can. We're all healing as we learn. Noom noelt, Samalich. 
Smack belongs to all of us. Be excellent to each other. Here's a tough lesson for me that I learned. Keep your private feelings to yourself when you're on the podium or at the mic. If you go venting, you can easily make mistakes or touch the nerves that you didn't know were raw and cause uncomfortable feelings. Get you someone that you can talk to privately. And uh, you know this, Kune, you've, you've been my... You've been my go-to a few times, and Nancy, you folks have talked me down a few times when I'm all raging and amped up about something. So I appreciate that. Gux-zeps. 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 Just do it. Don't wait for institutions or authorities to do it. Just jump in and use what you know, and you will naturally find out what you need to keep progressing. Clearly, you don't need to be a linguist or a trained teacher to see what needs to be done and find ways to make it happen. Let your language lead you. Earlier, I mentioned that we did the work without funding, even though we kind of asked a couple of folks. We've had meetings with people who said, oh, that's nice, and uh, sent us on our way. But after we proved to ourselves, we're now getting support. We're getting support from Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, Nike Foundation, University of Alaska Southeast. And it can be an adjustment after being the underdog for so long to learn how to accept the help and how to make use of that help. It's, uh, it wasn't there before. So I, I really look forward to what Simayak has in store for us next. We're all of one heart. There's so many things that just ring true with, with what you shared and what you talked about and just letting the language lead. And so I'm so thankful, like, as folks who have neighbored each other for tens of thousands of years, like, so probably 17,000 years we've been neighbors. I, I think what folks maybe don't talk about enough, although our elders certainly talk, talk to us about it, and I'm sure your elders have. But what I want folks to really know on a day-to-day basis is it takes so much effort and consciousness to make sure that respect is something that's always in between you and your neighbors. So I really appreciate the work that you've done. I really appreciate the fact that we've always been sharing and open and have been avoiding these sort of weirdnesses where people like to get competitive or just say, oh yeah, we beat you guys up and this thing. And then, you know, and they bring up sometimes just these these things that are designed to probably open these old wounds or to just sort of create some new ones. And I really think what we're trying to do is a a decolonization in unity, which means we're doing stuff, you're doing stuff, you'll share stuff with us, we'll share stuff with you, and we're not going to get into these things. Like the divide and conquer mentality is very strong. And so is a lot of these other things that just create difficulties that don't need to be there. And, And I've you know, and I've tried to reckon with this myself when I've said things that have hurt people or I've done things that hurt people, tried to go forward and fix it and say, we have these ceremonies for making peace. We have these ways of reconciling things that we've done. And we have to see that the, the movement is the thing. That is the thing. Because it's easy to get distracted. So we're going to take our second break. We'll be back to wrap up this episode uh, wonderful stuff that's being shared, uh, inspirational messages and good advice on how to keep going. Don't give up. 
don't let the haters get you down and just believe in yourself and believe in others. Hold each other up and keep kindness and respect always there. It's not just something that's a refrigerator magnet that just sits there and say, okay, we did the respect thing. Like it, it takes conscious living with those things. We say, there's a spirit in everything. And that's why we give respect to all things. We'll be right back. Once I thought about a million birds all around the world sharing their songs and thinking about the way they've lived and they're gonna live. This is the way. Yeah, yeah, to see. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Listening to people is a cherished thing. Uh, we went 17,000 years without writing stuff down because 
our ancestors made sure that their minds were powerful and their descendants, their minds were also powerful. Uh, but nowadays, we also, we use everything that we can. Remember, there's sometimes these weird ideas that because we're using our languages, we're kind of frozen in this past. You know, so I was testifying one time and a legislator said, how do you balance the modern of English and the ancient of your Alaska native language? And it was tough because I didn't want to laugh because I was giving testimony. I didn't want to be mean. And so I said, well, there's some truth to some of the things that you're saying because we've been speaking the same language for well over 10,000 years in the exact same place. And so there's some longevity there. There's some ancientness there. There's some things. We were speaking this language when the mammoth was walking around and the saber-toothed tiger was walking around and the saber-toothed salmon was in the water. And But there's also a bit of a stereotype here, which is that English is modern and that indigenous languages are somehow not. And I think I want to push back on that, but I also want to acknowledge that there's actually some truth to that because our languages were banished from so many spaces. We weren't allowed to grow with the rest of the world as people kept our languages out of education through forcefulness and through violence and through just trying to create entire systems that deliberately omit and erase indigenous peoples. So I'm so happy that we're looking at a brighter future. We're looking at a time when two, three generations from now, we're going to have kids who are going to school and then they'll hear about how uh, our languages weren't part of the school and how our histories weren't part of the school. And they'll look at each other and they'll say, those must have been weird times because I couldn't imagine anything like that. So the that's the future that we're constructing. We're looking forward and we're sort of saying, Let's bring all this stuff out of the boxes. Let's give all this stuff to the people. Let's make sure that they're not hungry. And let's make sure that they have access to the thought worlds of their ancestors. So as we start, as we start to wrap up this episode, uh, I'd like to turn it over to you, Barbara, for any closing thoughts you might have or anything you wanted to add to uh, what we were saying here. Yeah, thank you. So the biggest takeaway that I have come out of this language learning journey so far um, that I think is important for anything that's worth doing. I think it's worth keeping in mind is just find your community, especially with language learning um, and especially, you know, learning indigenous languages, Somaliac languages that were intentionally, you know, kept from use. You can't, learn it alone. It's not meant to be used alone. It's not meant to be learned alone. It's really impossible to do. So you really have to find people that will do that work with you and build yourselves up together. And that can be really hard. That can be hard to find, especially, you know, for people who are in similar situations that I was in three years ago, I could never have imagined that I would understand as much Somalia or know as many people speaking it or be able to pronounce it as well as I do today, but I do. And it's only because I have so many people to, to do it with. And this group in particular, the Juno Somalia learners and the, the original group that created it from nothing is, 
is a case study that it can be done. You just have to be relentless and you have to be consistent. But find your community. And if you can't find it, build it. That is the best thing you can do in, in language learning or anything worth doing. Sheesh, Twix. And, and we finally saw the deuce, or as we would say, douche. And so we have, like, as neighbors, we, we have such shared cultures and the ways that we do things, the ways that we interact. But our languages are so different. Like, they're not, you can't hold a conversation between Shinget uh, and Smalgach, and you couldn't do that with Hatkil, uh, our Haida neighbors. But we could interact culturally, and we would know what to do. And we share a few things, like uh, douche is a cat. And so we do have a few shared words, which are just wonderful sort of things to just sit and like talk about. And sometimes you get these golden moments, too. Like, I, I can't Yane was like fog or cloud. Uh, and, uh, and someone was telling us that in a class. And I said, well, for us, Yane is a sea cucumber. So I was just picturing a sea cucumber just floating across the sky. It was a really neat cross-linguistic moment. So, uh, Shagop, you got any closing thoughts for us? Why, why? So since we're talking about those, those shared or those cross-language things, one of my favorites, I also learned Hadkil, the Haida language I mentioned in my interview. Uh, I'm also Haida. So when we greet each other, we say, Ja, it means like, hey, hi. And in my, my day job, I was in a Head Start classroom fixing computers, and I saw these posters on the wall, and there was one of a person holding their, their finger up to the mouse scene, and it said, jaw, with the exact same high tone. So I thought, okay, these clicket people think that us hiders are going around telling each other to shut up in a, in a polite manner when we see each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just say hi with... Why you tell me to be quiet? <laughs> so, uh, just a few a few more things to say about about our group. Um, we started off learning Somalic because we wanted to learn our language. We had maybe fifty or sixty words of vocabulary between us, and we couldn't form a sentence. But now we are teaching people. We are creating new speakers. We are communicating with just, with each other in our language. And not only are we reclaiming our language, we're reclaiming our cultural identity. Before we started, not a single one of us had a Simchian name. My kids didn't have a clan. But through our language work and our connections, we were able to make that happen. And we have plans for more of that work because we have more members who need these things. And they, they need them to, to, become, uh, to become whole. I want to brag for a moment about a couple of our members, Hook Yunsk, uh, Dave Lang. He's a pretty famous tattoo artist, and he joined us nearly at the beginning of our Juno language learners group, and he just completed uh, Sealaska Heritage Institute, Institute's Language Pathways program with a teaching certificate. And he worked hard for, for these two years to, to get through this program, and he went he he's now a teacher. He he takes sections of our language group and teaches. Bodum Tiban, Victoria McCoy, also completed that program. And she learned with Ashley Dow, who I mentioned earlier, and a couple of elders in Ketchikan. And she completed that program and she is teaching uh sections of our group. And she also 
just completed her master's degree in our language. So we've, we're seeing some amazing things happen among our members. And I, I wish I had time to tell you about all of, all of our members because they're, they're so just, they're just hearing the two of us today, but there are so many of us who meet, like Barbara said, pretty much daily. We have something online that we can, that we can get together and use our language and even just connect with each other. We've, we've, uh, I kind of want to call us uh, Git Zoom, the people of the Zoom. Lachivum <laughs> Git Zoom, the territory of the people of the Zoom. Doixit Newsom, Doixit Noon, Hune. I really appreciate this opportunity to share with you and your, your listeners what it is we're up to here. I highly recommend anybody, if you want to learn your language and you don't really know how, just start asking questions, reach out, find somebody to, to talk with, and um, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll find ways. Why, why? Why, why? And we're talking off mic. Get off your why. Get off your took. You can't just sit and watch the world go by. Decolonization is an active process. It's an active process that requires a continual analysis of the self, the, the group, the dynamics, and just continuing to make sure that you're, you're doing the thing and you're, you're listening. You're an active listener to your ancestors, to your future generations, to the people who are there with you doing the work. And so as I've, I've watched this group grow and I've watched you guys and you're all over social media, just sharing your language and wonderful things and seeing adults and kids and so many people bringing the language out and contributing to its normalization and making sure that it, it exists in all of these spaces. This summer, uh, Anyasha Haj, Sam Johnston, shared something with us when he was talking about, he wants to compose a song about coming out of this pandemic. Because when we went into the pandemic, I thought, we'll come out with fewer speakers than we went in with. And, and that was the case. We lost some. And some of them um, were probably lonely. And a lot of our speakers get lonely. So one of the things I tell the, the folks that I work with and I, I'm fortunate enough to teach is get yourself to a point where you can be there with them and you can talk to them. And you can keep them from getting lonely. So I'm so thankful for the work that you folks have done uh, the phrase, one of the phrases that uh, Anyat Lahaj shared with us this summer was so no one gets left out. So that's that's one of our operating philosophies with the things that we try to do is we say we're not going to leave you behind. We might be having a big old mountain to climb but we're going to just wait for folks to get to where they need to go and so that we don't separate as a group and this act of decolonization and the re-embracing of, of who we are is allowing us to continue and it's gaining in strength because of folks like you. Your noble people. Thank you for spending time with us here today. Brilliant indigenous futures full of life, laughter, unity, healing, Strong generations to strong generations to strong generations. Our way of life was born through the earth, 
through the soil. Wushin Tukshat Ye Sushin Kitan Yakayuk. Hot Yeh. David Kadashan said, We're still holding our hands in this world. This has been the tongue unbroken. Thank you for listening. This is a project of the Next Up Initiative. And if you want to be into podcasting, put your name in the hat. There's a new round of fellows. Get your voices out there. Be heard. Make change. Be brave. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.